You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. We got a, uh, a nice, another win, another one, another nice win for your Detroit Tigers here against the Baltimore Orioles, a 5-2 victory against the O's in Baltimore. Another game started with a big rain delay. Uh, I think that's, what, like three or four games in a row delayed by by a long-ass rain delay, so... Uh, good to, two wins in a row, so we'll gladly take that. Starting off two and zero in this in this O series, we'll gladly take it. Um, so we have uh, offense, pitching, talk about uh, injury updates with the roster, um, Miggy standings. We got everything, everything in store today at, uh, at Locked On Tigers. As always, I'm Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, August 12th, 2021. Before we go any further, got to remind everybody about Lockdown MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please just call him Sully. Every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors, both past and present. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts, and more. So subscribe on Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's uh, let's kick it off with some offense here. Um, the all the lineup: Robbie back in the leadoff spot. Thought that that was uh, interesting, but with uh, with Badu heading to the IL, I guess it it kind of makes sense. So Grossman back in the leadoff spot. The only uh, interesting. Pieces where Nico Goodrum started in left field, which was uh, which was interesting to say the least. Harold Castro getting the start at shortstop. Um, Nico would also get hurt this game, which is uh, even though Nico Goodrum's not a not a perennial All Star world beater by any means, his versatility at, at a time when we have like nine hundred people injured uh, is is pretty brutal to lose. So. Um, that's where I'm still waiting on a, at the time of this recording, we are still waiting on a um, long-term kind of injury report and an outlook on him and if he's heading to the IL or not. So uh, I guess hopefully we know that relatively soon, but at the time of this recording, we don't. So Nico gets to start in left field, Willie Castro at DH, um, Victor Reyes with the start in center field. Uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's really the only weird ones uh, or, or, Maybe weird's not the right word, but not, eh, yeah, weird, whatever. Um, so offense is pretty solid. I mean, five runs, never a bad day at the office. The top half of the lineup was incredible, and the bottom half was, like, not as in. I, I mean, everyone, everyone for the most part, pretty much everybody did fine uh, outside of Willie Castro, but uh, the top half was really pulling major. Uh, I mean, Robbie Grossman, two for five. Jonathan Scope, two for five. Miggy, three for four with a homer. Jamer, one for four. Eric Haas, 0 for two, but had two walks. An episode removed from me saying that uh, that that 
his approach at the plate needed to change and he needed to walk more and all this. And he immediately goes out and walks twice. And the first one, he was in like a one-two count and came back and drew a walk and everything. And just really awesome to see. Awesome to see if, if I mean, if this is, uh, if that's any sign of some adjustments being made or anything, we're in, uh, we're in for, uh, a, a nice little career here with Eric Haas, but, uh, one game sample size, of course, but, um, awesome to see a day after a day after I'm like, damn, this dude <laughs> has a sub 290 on base percentage really needs to walk more, whatever. Uh, he, he steps up and immediately draws two walks. That's pretty awesome. Harold Castro, 0 for Nico Goodrum, 1 for 3. I think he was in for 3 at-bats, 1 for 3. Willie Castro, 0 for 2 with 2Ks. Also looked horrid at the plate. Like 0 for 4 with 2Ks, but uh, especially the first. Or if he was in the, one of the strikeouts, man, horrible at-bats. Just looked completely lost at the plate. And then Victor Reyes, 2 for 4, man. He got the OPS up to 561 on the year. Victor Reyes. 561 OPS, baby. Um, so, that that's the offense. The biggest stories, like I said, come from the top of the lineup. The biggest story, obviously, being Miguel Cabrera hitting his 499th career home run. A uh, little, little wall scraper to, uh, to left field. Hung the hell. Matt Harvey hung the hell out of a curveball to him, and he just turned on it, man. Looked like... Uh, was looking like a like a vintage Miguel Cabrera swing. Was was not setting up breaking ball. Got thrown kind of a hanger on the in, upper inner inside the plate and just turned on it, muscled it over the wall. Really, really awesome to see. So, um, Miggy, always great. And then uh, we have another game against them tomorrow, and then we're back home for the weekend. Uh, so Miguel Cabrera, five hundred watch. One more game in Baltimore tomorrow. And then we, uh, and then we head back to Comerica for the possibility of five hundo, which is, uh, which will be a fun time. Five hundred watch will be a fun time, and then possibility, man, of uh, in you know toward the end of September being on three K watch as well. Going to be a fun uh, end of the year here for Miguel Cabrera and the Tigers in general, man. I mean, this team's winning games, four games under five hundred now, winning some games. Um, really, the only offensive stuff. Uh, to talk about was Eric Haas, Miggy, Scopey looked great. I love Robbie at the leadoff again. Um, that's, I mean, that's kind of it, like five runs. It was a solid day at the office. The big thing was like Matt Harvey's been owning us for some reason. Um, and like, I, I'm not trying to disrespect him. He's had a, he's had a nice kind of little bounce back year here um, in Baltimore. Nice little resurgence, but um his last start, he dominated us. You know, what is that? It's probably been a few weeks now, but he dominated us. His last start against us, and now he went out today and today and had a shutout through a few innings. And we we're like, oh my goodness, here we go again. We can't beat Matt Harvey. And then Miguel Cabrera did Miguel Cabrera things. Then the floodgates kind of opened, and he wasn't super efficient either. That's the other thing about this. Uh, pretty much everyone, sans Willie Castro, was really working the count a lot. And getting a lot deeper into it. Like that pitch count for Matt Harvey um, was pretty high through three innings. Uh, so even though he had kind of the shutout going there, it was uh, early on. It was it was not because of a, a lack of effort offensively. That 
that or because he was on cruise control or anything. I mean, we were really working some good at bats, which is really all I ever ask for with with this current roster and lineup. Uh, I I really just want that. I just want good, long, competitive at bats and not to just go up there and get embarrassed. So. Um, especially with more and more people being part of the long-term plan starting to filter through. Really awesome to see. Awesome, awesome to see. That's kind of it for the offense. Not not a ton uh, not, not a ton else out there. Defensively, it was kind of a weird game. Victor Reyes in center field always makes for interesting defense. He, he always just looks confused, man. Not like not like confused about like where to stand or where to set up, but like when the balls hit to him, he just looks like he he's catching a baseball for the first time every time a ball is hit to him. And it just terrifies me. And when he's in center, he obviously is going to have more balls hit to him. And it's just over and over. And it, it, it's been like that his whole career. I, this is a this is something that I've, I've said about Victor Reyes for three years now. I, I just don't get it. I don't get how he can look so lost and, and be in the major leagues. It, it baffles me. And, he, and then he had a diving... Not a diving catch, but a diving play. Try to convince the umpire he caught it, but with replaying stuff now, it's pretty obvious he trapped it. Um, so just an interesting, interesting day defensively. Harold Castro played a decent shortstop today, which was nice. Eric Haas looked better behind the plate today than he did yesterday. Pretty solid, solid all-around game for the boys. Really, really solid. Uh, let's get into uh, the pitching, bullpen, and and Scooby with the start. Before we do that, though, we got to talk about rockauto.com. This episode is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of make and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home. And in your pocket, save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to send 30%, 50%, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Reliably low prices for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we... Send you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. I am Scott Bentley. You can follow the show, which the Twitter account is being weird right now, at Locked on Tigers. You can follow me at Bentley Scotty on Twitter. Um, all right, let's get into uh, the pitching here. So... I'm, I'm actually going to start with the bullpen. I want to save Scooby for last because this was a, a heck of a start by Tarek. Uh, so Joe Jimenez is the first out of the pen. Walks a guy, gives up a hit, but keeps a clean slate. Keeps the shutout intact. Jose Cisnero comes in for a final out. Five pitches. Nice little, uh, you know, put the fire out. Nice little f- fireman job there by Jose Cisnero. Came out with inherited runners and... Uh, looking like the shutout was going to go away. And then he came out and immediately just, just said, I've had enough of this business and, and got out of it. So so props to Cisnero. That's really important to have, those kind of pitchers. Come out and get five pitches, but do your job. Beautiful. And we have Erasmus Ramirez, who does end the shutout uh, in the eighth inning. 
Two hits, two runs, no walks, a strikeout. I, I still can't get over how much his two-seam fastball moves. The thi- it, it really does move like crazy, man. It's, it's impressive. Um, not a great outing, that being said. Uh, gave up an absolute moonshot to Anthony Santander. Like, like a, a colossal home run. High, deep, far, no doubt about it. An absolute nuke job. Um, <laughs> so that ends the shutout, but those were the only two runs that would be scored all night. And then Soto has to make it exciting in the ninth inning, as he always does. Um, one hitting, one hit, one walk, two strikeouts, though. Yeah, man, he, like, the, the single is, like, whatever. That was a weak, like, a not super hard hit ball. It it was seeing eye. It just went, you know, just outside of, of the shortstop's range, kind of up the middle, whatever. But then to walk someone after that, you know, when, when you're going into the eighth inning with a five-run lead and then have the final out of the game be the tying run, is not ideal. You know what I'm saying? That probably shouldn't be a thing. You got a five-run lead. You can go up a grand slam and still have a lead. You got a five-run lead heading into the eighth, heading into the bottom of the eighth. And yet the final out of the game is the game-tying run. Certainly not ideal. Not all his fault either, right? Ramirez gave up the, the homer. But just as a bullpen in general. Probably shouldn't be a thing. The other thing I want to point out with this bullpen, and uh, Bally Sports had a graphic during the game about it. Statistically, this has been the best bullpen in baseball since August 1st, which is 11 games now. Leading uh, leading the American League in pretty much every category since, since August 1st. ERA, whip, runs, hits, whatever. Those are kind of the same thing as ERA and whip. But, uh, but... The, the statistics for this bullpen since the new month have been phenomenal, which is awesome. Again, as a fan base that, that has been begging for a good bullpen for like 15 years now, uh, that's awesome to see. And we kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday, but having those really good, trustworthy four guys when when you need them is obviously really helpful to that. But in the same breath, you have dudes like Buck Farmer who in June had nine ERAs. And while their season ERAs are still not good, they're a lot lower now than they were uh, you know, a month, month and a half ago. Guys like Ramirez, kind of in the same boat. Even guys like Joe Jimenez. Joe Jimenez had like a nine ERA and was in AAA two and a half months ago. And now is, is again, the ERA is still 6.25. It's, it's not great, but with how bad of a start he had, lowering that down is going to take time when you only pitch one inning at a time. And, and while he's far from perfect, and I still have a ton of issues and reservations with Joe Jimenez, the pitcher, um, he's, he's at least better now than he was at the beginning of this season. So all of that put together is going to get you uh, some, some, some damn good bullpen numbers, which is always nice. Let's get into Scooby. So Scooby goes six innings, gets the quality start, six innings, five hits, no runs, one walk, and six strikeouts. A great performance by Tarek Scooby. 
one of the best performances uh, I've seen out of him, to be honest. It, it, he was phenomenal. I love the one walk. Beautiful. The, the fewer the walks, the more I'm going to like your performance. Really, just the, in general, the, um, the command was way better than it usually is. And the other thing is, for those of you who have been listening to this for my entirety as a host, I always bring up the, the scuba inning, right? He always seems to have like, like oh, look, he, he did great this whole outing, but he has one inning where he just completely craps the bed. There was no scuba inning. And he was pretty efficient. 84 pitches in six innings. Like that's a, you know, that, that there's an argument you you could send him out there for another inning. Now they're trying to limit their their uh, pitch counts and kind of stretch them out a little bit more to the end of the season here. Scuba and my, so uh, I, I totally get. And when your bullpen's doing as well as it's been doing, why not? Uh, but. Just a really solid performance. The five hits, a uh, couple of hard contact, but also a couple of like BABIP kind of weak contact hits in there. Um, and really, I, they never threatened too terribly to really score a run out of him. He seemed to be in control the entire outing, which is my biggest thing. That, that's really been my main gripe, right? There, it, he, he has the stuff. We all know he has the stuff. He's now whatever, fourth or fifth all time for for. Tigers uh, single season rookie strikeout, but there he just seems to lack like a, a complete control or or of the of the start sometimes, and he kind of or or fade in and out of control of the start, and then you're just like man, it, if he just if he just went out there and just balled out, you know what I mean? Like like he has the stuff. If he just went out there and was just like you know what today's the day, screw this. I'm just going to be a dog. Then like, you know, he would do it. And so I, it was really nice to see him have that complete control of this game. Hit the, hit the entire outing. At no point was I like, oh, this is going to be the inning, right? At Even when, you know, he had the miscue with Miguel Carrera over at first base. I, at first I was like, oh no, like that's like a small thing that could unravel him. Nope, next battle was a strikeout. Like he, he really... Really, I was beyond impressed. Besides the 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 stuff and how good he looked and, and the command, he just he had control for the entire outing, which I haven't seen in a while. The command was also great. He was hitting the glove. He wasn't missing too much. Uh, really, really solid command, and then the stuff has never been an issue. Really, really good stuff from Tarek Skubal. Really, really good stuff. I was uh, beyond impressed. And hopefully he can build off this and kind of just can just become a, a, a sign of things to come for Scooble going forward. All right, let's get into, uh, let's wrap it up. We'll talk Miggy. We'll talk the uh, the standings. We'll talk the roster moves we made, all that jazz on the final segment. First, though, we got to talk to everybody about our friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline is the fast and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball scenes in full swing. You can track all the action at Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. 
Once this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, we are back here for the final segment of today's edition of Locked on Tigers. So, Miguel Cabrera hits 499. Beautiful. Uh, I I truly can't wait for 500. Cannot wait. It's going to be a very emotional thing for a lot of people in this city. Um, gosh, he has, he has really... Miguel Cabrera... And I, I'm, you know, we'll do a whole, when he hits 500 and 3K and, and you know, officially as both and all that. We'll, we'll talk about Miguel Cabrera plenty, so I don't want to get too caught up on 499. But just what an awesome, awesome thing. This team has, uh, the last five years, have been so not fun. And it's it's nice to, to have some fun. The counters in left field, all of it, just awesome. Can't wait for him. Um, there is some weird like nitpickiness with people like, oh, I want him to do it like at this. And like, I totally get, you know, if you're if you're trying to see it live and you're like, oh, like I'm going to the game whatever day and I want him. Like, I totally get it from that sense. But the whole like, he has to hit it at home. That's really stupid. Um, the whole like, like. I don't know. There's some people that are just like, so, so like, it has to be this. No, man. Like the dude's going to go up there and try and hit five hundo every at bat until he gets it. This isn't like a, like a, uh, oh, we we have to set up the perfect scenario. There have not been, he is going to be on a single digit list of people in the history of the planet earth. To have 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. You don't tell him to like, hey, wait, bro. (laughs) You don't do that. You're not like, oh, hey, chill out, man. Just wait a few games till we're back at home. Like, that's that's so dumb. That's not how that's not how anyone's brain works in in, in, as, as a player's perspective. And it shouldn't be. Home runs are too rare. The people hitting 500 home runs are way that that milestone is way too rare of a milestone for you to be like, oh man, I'm gonna be really upset if he hits a home run in Baltimore today. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> that's that's it's preposterous. So just enjoy the moment. Don't don't ruin 500 because it didn't happen. And again, like I totally get if. If, if you know you have tickets for, you know, like next Tuesday's game and you're like, oh man, I really just don't want him to hit it because I want him, because I want to be there when he does it. Like, I get that. That's, that's normal. And, and I, I totally understand that. But the whole, like, he has to do it at, at this moment with this thing is like, man, chill out. <laughs> Way too rare of a milestone to be that nitpicky about it and. Like, oh, I have a bad feeling he's going to hit it today. Like, a bad feeling? You're going to watch someone hit their 500? You're going to watch the most important player of this generation for this team, maybe the best hitter in the history of this franchise, 
hit their 500th home run and you're using comments like, I, I have a bad feeling. Like, come on, dog. You know what I mean? Just, just, just be happy about it. Be excited. History. You're going to witness history. Don't don't ruin the moment. Um, the other thing, the uh, the injuries. So, Badu and Hill. Uh, I don't want to say best case scenario because they are hurt. And, like, that seems very, like, not cool to say that. Uh, when, when both of them are going to end up on the IL. But definitely not as bad as... Uh, as it, it could have been with two people running almost 30 miles an hour straight into each other. Um, definitely, definitely glad that they're, they're okay. And like uh, Hinch had comments about the two. It sounds like Hill is just really, both of them really, it sounds like there's really bruised up. Um, the comments that Hinch said, he, he used phrases like, it, they just feel like they've been in a car accident. And they're just like shaken up and sore, which like fair. <laughs> Again, two people running directly at each other, both running almost 30 miles an hour. Can't really blame them. Uh, but I mean, I, I thought Hill, truly, I, I thought Hill broke something, like broke a rib or something. I mean, he was, uh, that was brutal. And he, he's got rib contusions. That's like the medical term for bruises, right? So he's got, he's got some of those and stuff, but um, it sounds like he, he really only expects Hill to, to be on the IL for the 10 day. Uh, and then Badu is on the seven day, which is the concussion IL, um, which uh, like concussions are scary, right? But, but he said he seems to be fine, just really sore and shaken up and he doesn't expect him to, to have multiple stints on there either. So that's, that's, even though they're both hurt. That is really good news that they are, uh, it, it could only be one stint on the IL for both of them. Uh, that's really good for the team, for starters, because I'm not sure how much more I can take watching Victor Reyes man center field, but it's obviously way more importantly just good for the two of those guys that, that nothing serious came out of it and they're both going to be okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome news. Let's get into the standings to wrap it up here. Your Detroit Tigers. Sit at 56 and 60. That is one game back from the Cleveland Guardians, two games back from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and four games back from the Seattle Mariners. Uh, man, if, if we could just mess around and be a 500 team, I would cry. I mean, coming into this season, I had the expectation of like to just not be the worst team in this division. I would commit crimes. And now I'm like, hey, man, please. Like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling the same way about 500 right now. Like, if we can end the season at 80 wins, I would I would cry. Which is really more of a testament to the last five years than anything else. But it's just so fun to have a winning baseball team. And it's something we haven't experienced in such a long time. And the only frustrating part is like, and this is me just being greedy, Right? Like absolutely, just me being greedy. I'll admit that. But if it, man, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for that April dog, we would legit be in the playoff picture. If it wasn't for April, like for real. If we only, if we even went five hundred in April instead of, like, hey, this is one of the worst starts to a season like we've ever had ever in the history of the franchise. 
Like, if we just didn't do that, um, we would legitimately be, like, like in the playoff conversation. Like, when people showed graphics about, like, oh, look at the AL wildcard race, we would, we would be in it. And I think next year might be the year, baby. I really do. I think next year might be the year. Can't wait. All right, that uh, we're also ten games back from the wild card for those wondering, and eleven and a half back from the Chicago White Sox in the AL Central. So there's your uh, your standings update. I think that's all I got. Tigers baseball is fun again, man. You love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. Uh, tomorrow we got the uh, series finale against the O's. Before we head uh, back home to face Cleveland. Uh, so Matt Manning on the bump tomorrow. Always a fun, interesting game when Manning takes the bump because of uh, how highly regarded of a prospect he is. So that'll be that'll be fun. And yeah, that's all I got. Miggy 500 watch. Matt Manning. Tomorrow will be a fun day. Tomorrow will be a fun, fun day. No, uh, no throwback Thursday today. I apologize. Um, just too much actual baseball content to talk about. But we'll get back on the horse or if, you know, if whatever, if there's a boring, if I have a segment free early next week, maybe we do two next week or something. I don't know. But uh, but there's your there's your explanation before I send you on your way. Got to remind everybody about locked on bets. I've been talking about it for weeks. Betting on MLB baseball. The Tigers doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, flawed specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. All right, that'll do it for me. Thanks for tuning in. Love you all to death. Uh, and I'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully with a fun, nice little recap. Maybe three-game win streak against Baltimore. I don't know. We gonna find out, though. See you then. Go to Therapy's Dope, peace and love, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.